Perception, Perception is reality. Reality. All right. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this 159th episode of Perception is Reality. I'm your host, Christopher H. Bilbrey. It's great to be with you. We are welcoming back co-host Amber Green. She is finally done celebrating her 33rd birthday. Uh, welcome back, Amber. <laughs> Oh, thanks. I, you know, I, I, I thought that only ten-year-olds had week and two and three-week-long birthdays. I. Oh no no I, no no! <laughs> this was because you decided let's test out the waters of some other co-host. No, no, learned, <laughs> You learned very quickly. It's just not the same. Not and a- now that she's thirty-three and even. Older and wiser, wiser. than she was two weeks ago. No, not a, not another co-host. It was just an interview with another podcaster. I oh. he, he, Will Will Bird does his own thing. We're we're two different types of uh, uh, of host. He he's doing his own thing. I I just uh, did the interview with him for two reasons because I love what he's doing. I think he's just absolutely fantastic and he has a really good program going on. And then, of course, because he still has the situation uh, that he's dealing with concerning his and his family's housing. So please continue helping him there. You guys have done a fantastic job, and I'm going to ask that you continue helping him out there. But we are glad to have Amber Green back with us in the co-host's chair, and we're ready to start off this episode. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, I want to ask that you share the show with everyone you know. Remind folks we can be found on all major podcast hosting sites. All they have to do is look for us by name. Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. Uh, They can type that into their preferred hosting site or they can go to the home link, which is perception.fireside.fm. Again, that's perception.fireside.fm, perception.fireside.fm. There you can find a list of every single audio episode in chronological order. You have descriptions of the episodes, and you can listen to it from the home link as well as they can shoot you over to iTunes or Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio Public, and all of that. So be sure to check that out. Of course, you can always go to the Google machine and just simply type in Bilbrey Podcast. B-I-L-B-R-E-Y Podcast will pull up. So there's various ways that you can spread the good word. And that's all we ask of you here. We don't ask you to donate through Patreon. We don't ask you to donate through GoFundMe. I don't put any content behind any kind of paywall because I want people to be able to hear the content that we put out. And I trust that you will listen, which gives the sponsors clicks and links which is what keeps us afloat and keeps the lights on here so continue listening i pre- appreciate that thank each and every one of you for coming back episode after episode and continue spreading the podcast by word of mouth so in this episode amber and i want to focus on doing the right thing why it's so hard personal responsibility why that is a confusing concept 
and talk about these ideas and discuss these ideas. And let's be real truthful up front. We don't have an answer for any of this. We're just simply going to be discussing it. And we hope that it makes you, the listener, think. And if you have anything to add, please get a hold of us and let us know. You know how to do that by calling or texting the show or emailing. And we will get your information on at a later date. Right now, though, we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to discuss doing the right thing and personal responsibility. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the 159th episode of Perception is Reality. She's Amber, I'm Chris, and we'll be right back. I can tell you as a musician for the last 25 years whose primary instrument is the drum kit that it has taken a lot of hard work, dedication, and years to make myself as proficient as I feel like I am on that instrument today. During that same time, at various points and dozens of times, I have picked up and also then put down the guitar trying to learn enough to impress my friends, maybe impress a girl, play that really cool cover, or maybe try and write my own music. It's just really tough when you don't have the same kind of dedication that I had on the drums. Maybe you don't have the time, but you'd still like to noodle around. Studies show children that play musical instruments do better in math and science. Are you interested in starting them out early? Are you interested in making a little bit of beautiful noise that doesn't annoy everyone and relieves stress? Well, let me tell you, there is an invention just for you. It's called Bob McNally's Strumstick. Drumstick was invented by Bob McNally. It's a three-stringed musical instrument. It's especially for beginners, but everyone will enjoy it. I have one, and it is a blast. Because of the tuning and the way the frets are spaced, there are effectively no wrong notes. The strumstick is designed to play in just one key instead of all 12. Look, if you know what that means, you're a musician and you'll love this thing. If you don't know what that means, it doesn't matter because you will love this thing. You really need to check it out. Go to strumstick.com stick.com and check out Bob McNally's Strumstick. You will not be disappointed. Perception. Perception, Perception is, is reality. Reality. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Episode 159. We're glad to be with you. Amber and I are going to be talking about the concept of doing the right thing. And I know that's so cliche. And I know that people feel like, oh, everybody talks about this, da 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 But it's, it's so important, and in my opinion, specifically when dealing with politics. But it's important when you're talking about being a friend or being a good partner, husband or wife, being a good employee or an employer. It, it, it matters to various aspects of life and... It seems like people, for whatever reason, struggle with this today when just a few years ago, and definitely 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago, 
it didn't seem like they struggled nearly as much as they do now. It's so much harder, for some unknown reason, for people to just do the right thing and, and to stand up for a value and, and to, to take the effort to, to do what's right. And it's, it's so frustrating, and it's something that people need to know you know, it's it's the best way to burn a bridge. It's the best way to end a friendship. It's the best way to to uh, you know just completely flub everything up in 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 your life, in the lives of people around you. And so, I wanted to kind of talk about this and. Uh, open open up the open up the the possibility for you the listener to be able to add your two cents if you think about this and you have anything that you want to add don't hesitate calling or emailing or hitting us up on social media you can definitely email us at khbilbrey at gmail.com. That's K-H-B-I-L-B-R-E-Y at gmail.com. You can call or text the studio line at 765-546-9796. You can also hit us up on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash bilbrey318. And just let us know what you think, what, what, what you feel about an issue where this has been important in your life. So I'm right now dealing with, dealing with this, and, and I've got to be careful how I talk about it. But everybody else has dealt with this at one point. In, in one form or another. And, and the way I always look at this is, politically speaking, you know, it seems like people have a hard time understanding that if you do the right thing, you will, you will earn more credibility and people will respect what you're doing and it will... It will... It, it gives you credibility and people respect it and and it, it it makes you someone that people know they can count on so instead of saying well i don't want to cause any drama or i don't want to cause a scene i'll just sit over here and be quiet i'll sit over here and keep my mouth shut well, how did it, like how did we get to the point that doing the right thing is causing drama? That, like where right. where did we go so wrong as a society that that is causing drama? Right. That's that's a good question. That's a and good I, question. And I'm not arguing with you. Like I absolutely agree yeah. that you know you're making waves. We're we're humans. We're not salmon. Don't go against the current. Yeah. Like, fuck that. Yeah, like, right. <laughs> you no, know, you're, like, you're right. You're right. What happened in, in society, what happened in your life 
and and you're you're you I mean you're you're not referring to me, Christopher Bilbrey, and I'm not referring to you, Amber Green. It's it's the royal you. What happened in people's thinking where they thought, you know, it would be much better and much easier to 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 just go along with it and let whatever happens happen. Why did that become something that became an option for people? You know, long ago, my dad told me, you can do whatever you want to do in life as long as you're willing to pay the consequences and as long as you're willing to do what needs to be done because of your actions now then you can do whatever it is that you want. So you're, you're at a crossroads. You've been driving down a road, and you get to a point where you can turn left or you can turn right. You can, you can take path A or path B. And it seems like, for some unknown reason, people have been taking path B instead of path A. And the question is, why? Why Why do you think... I mean, obviously, let me ask you, Amber, is this something that has affected your life? Oh, absolutely. I don't, I don't think you'd... I don't think you'd find anybody that it hasn't affected, honestly. Sure. So, is this, is this something that has affected you horribly negative? I mean, is this something that's just been like, okay, well, not a big deal? Or has it been something that has affected you drastically? Uh, I think I think that depends on your, your idea of drastically. Um, the most... The most recent situation where it occurred, where I guess you could say it was drastic, was when I lost my job okay. due to COVID. Sure. Um, I was working for a really small, um, in terms of companies, you know, a really small company. We had about 15 employees. We worked directly with salons. So when salons shut down, you know, per the COVID orders, we were all laid off. And... One, we were laid off in an email, which I was kind of like, um, there's only 12 of us. It would literally take you like less than an hour to call all of us and tell us. And it's not like it was something that we were totally shocked by. Like, obviously, we couldn't work if salons were closed. Sure, you know? sure. So that kind of like rubbed me the wrong way. I was like, that just seems kind of gross that you couldn't even pick up the phone because obviously you're not working either. Sure, um, sure. So that I was like, eh, and I, but I wasn't like hugely affected at that moment in time. Um, there was unemployment. We were told repeatedly that we would be brought back. So I didn't really think anything of it. And then when salons reopened, Indiana was one of the first states um, that our company covered that reopened. And so at first they were like, we can't afford to bring you back with only Indiana you know, having any revenue and re reduced revenue at that. And I was like, totally okay. I completely understand. And they gave me a return date. That date came and went. 
they gave me another return date. That date came and went. Then they gave me another return date. And finally, I'm like, okay, it's a week before I'm supposed to come back to work. What do you want me working on? Is there anything you want me to hit first? And I literally got a text message at nine o'clock on a Friday night, two days before my return date was, was that coming Monday that said, I'm sorry, we're not bringing you back. Good luck though. God. From the, from the owner of this company. This is, this wasn't just like some management manager, right? We had no managers. We were managed directly by the owners. There was no HR department. And I was like, are you, are you kidding me right now? Like one, the fact that you had to tell me in a text message is text message tells me that you did me a fucking favor by not having me come back. Yeah. But two, this company, PPP money was public knowledge. This company got nearly $300,000 in PPP money, used none of it to pay employees. Absolutely none of it. <sighs> Gave one of their owners a two-week vacation, you know, <laughs> during COVID, as if she wasn't already on vacation. And who knows what else they did with it. And I'm like, would it have been... In that instance, a lot of people would say, oh, well, the right thing to do would have been to bring you back and pay you. Uh, maybe, maybe not. I really don't know. I, I would be shocked if that company is profitable. Um, in fact, I, I, I would bet a lot of money on the fact that they're not. So maybe bringing me back would not have been the best thing for them. But the right thing in that moment would have been to pick up the phone and have some fucking respect. Yeah. Not only for me as an employee, but for yourself as an owner, like, how does that make you look, you own a company, you run a company, but you can't pick up a phone. Like it was, it was just embarrassing. So that's, that's the most recent time I can think that I can speak about where it, it seemed like doing the right thing was, was blatantly obvious. And yet apparently impossible at the same time. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, <sighs> it's so, it, 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 it's mind numbing. It, 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 it makes you feel like, it really, it really is. I'm glad that you use that term because it, it makes me like, I don't want to say question the way I was raised. Cause I, I, in my opinion, I was raised right. Like if I think that, you know, a text message to fire somebody is garbage, seems like I'm pretty skilled on what is and what's right and what's wrong. Right. But it, instead of just questioning like people's morality, like you hear that and you're like, Oh my God, is it so hard to do the right thing? I'm literally sitting here. Like, are people really this stupid? Right. Like that's, that's where I'm just like, like I get that, that everyone has a, a different moral compass, but I'm, I'm also like, okay, are, are some people really dumb enough to not know that that's not how you handle that type of situation? 
<clears throat> Man, I you know, I'm just thinking. <sighs> I, you, you know, I, I, I could never imagine my grandfather and and his brothers and and their em, their employers ever doing anything like this to them. I could never imagine I could never imagine them dealing with something like this. You know, like let's let's take it out of let's take it out of um let's take it out of government or or whatnot. Let's let's talk about um you know, factory work. My grandfather worked for GM, okay? My grandfather worked for GM. Let's talk about that. You know, could you imagine the the business the the company of GE excuse me well GE held them too the 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 G the company GM the car manufacturer could you imagine them running a business and saying you know we're going to take the easy way out of this. We're not going to do right by our employees. People that have come in and worked their asses off. People that have given us every aspect of their life for decades. You're right. You know, people were coming in and working 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 hours a day for five, six, and sometimes seven days a week for very long periods of time back then. There was a time when I can remember my grandfather talking about digging the holes in the, in the floor, in the cement, where they would pour the cement for the, the machines for them to run the, uh, run the, the production line. And they were working, my grandfather would go to work and would work 10 or 11 hours a day for four years digging those holes. And that's all they would do. They would dig these holes. They would put this cement in. They would put these bases in. Then they would put back the dirt and the cement around these bases and they would essentially create the the assembly line and you know I couldn't imagine that you 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 look you look at something like that now and you just couldn't imagine a time when that didn't exist and thinking about how that how that became something, how, how that got there, and, and the hard work and the dedication that you'd have to, to give this factory. And think about the amount of money that they were, they were getting paid back then. It wasn't a lot, okay? Oh, no. And, and now, now think about that happening now, because there are still people working that hard now, and it seems like the way that we, the way that things are, the way that we are as, as humans... 
is they would do that and then they would say, okay, well, you're done, you know, uh, and, 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 you know, kind of shit can them or, or treat them like shit like the way we do now. You would never get anything done because people wouldn't work like that. There is no, there's no accountability and there's no, there's nothing that, there's nothing that incentivizes people to do the right thing. And, you know, I don't know what creates that. I don't know at what point, at what point did that happen? See, I remember one of the biggest things that stuck around with me when it came to right and wrong was playing volleyball in high school. And I know that sounds so like in the grand scheme of life, that sounds so trivial. Um, But I, I truly believe that, you know, school athletics help to shape an adult human being more than school academics. And I know I'll probably get shit for that, but you can, you can put a book in front of a kid or nowadays a freaking iPad and say, Hey, get straight A's. And it, it still will not give a kid the character to be a coachable adult. And one of the things I had an extraordinary volleyball coach in high school. Um, just, he still coaches volleyball. Absolutely amazing coach. Um, and his entire coaching staff, I was not only coached by him, but his, his whole staff had an impact on me. And one of the things that he said, and this was as a freshman. So as a freshman, I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm on the freshman volleyball team, whatever. Like (laughs) he said, there are, there are four of us coaches. Mm -hmm. And there are, you know, 20 some of you. I don't know how many Mm -hmm. of us there were, but obviously we outnumbered the coaches quite a bit. And we are in this, we're either in this huge gym with two courts set up or we're in the weight room or we're on the track. Sure. So we are not watching every single thing that you do. He said, if we tell you to do, you know, 15 reps, three sets, or, you know, serve a hundred balls in zone five. It's up to you to count that. We're not counting those for you. We're not, we're not checking to see, Oh, is, is Amber over there cheating on her reps? He said, and, and what you decide to do there, that is your character, right? Absolutely. Your character is who you are when nobody else is watching, when it's a, it's a game of you and your mind. And nobody's going to know if you cheated yourself. Nobody's going to know if you didn't do all the reps. Nobody's going to know if you only did, you know, 88 serves instead of 100. But you're going to know. And you're going to have to live with that. And not only are you shorting yourself, you're shorting your team. Yeah, yes. Well, And that, at the time, I didn't see it as this, like, huge learning moment. At the time... It scared the shit out of me. Right. Because I was like, oh my God, like only I'm going to know. And if I know he's going to be able to see this look on my face and he's going to know that I cheated and I'll have to run. And then the team won't do as good. And if we lose, it'll be my fault. Like I completely (laughs) overthought the whole thing when really it was, it was a life lesson he was teaching me. He wasn't teaching me anything about being in the gym that day. Right. And I think, I think either not enough kids who are adults now have been coached that way or they just didn't give a shit. 
because I know I, I can think of a handful of, you know, half a dozen, dozen plus grown adults that I know beyond any shadow of a doubt are getting away with things because they think eh, nobody's watching. And that, yeah. that may work for them right now. That may be that may be how they sleep at night. Like, oh, I'm, I'm doing extra. <laughs> Getting extra for free. What? But at the, at the end of the day, that says a whole lot about your character. <laughs> and a whole lot about you as a person. And when people like that finally have time to reflect whether it's when they're forced to or whether it's, you know, when they're at the end of their road, that's when, when that stuff will, will eat at you. If, if you are, you know, a core of a good person to begin with. Yeah, it, it, you're exactly correct. You're exactly correct. And, and like I said, I mean, we, this is kind of a really deep thing we're talking about, and, and we're, we're really in the weeds with it. But look, this is, just, this is just common sense, like, everyday life. Like, like, you know, again, not talking about politics, but politics is something that happens in life that people do, but it's also just being, you know, talking about employment, talking about being a good husband or a good wife, or talking about being a good father or, or you know, just a, a good friend, whatever whatever it is. If, if you're someone who who phones it in, who's never giving 100%, then, you know, uh, like that's, you do that in every aspect of your life. And, and it's, it's so hard for people to feel like they can do the right thing. My question is, why? Like, when did, when did that happen? Why, why did that happen? I think a lot of it is stemming from this me, me, me culture, this, you have to tiptoe around my feelings or I'm going to be offended. You can't use any of my trigger words. I think it's all stemming from this expecting to be catered to. Okay. And if, if, if doing the wrong thing gets me what I want, that's what matters. Do you get okay. what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Because a lot of times, I mean, anybody can, can admit this, a lot of times doing the right thing doesn't feel good. <laughs> it's not, you know, like an enjoyable experience all the time. I mean, sometimes it is. Sometimes it's great. But but is it is it but it, I mean and and it might it might it might help you out short term and it might be it might be the the short term good thing that helps but long term 
Well, that's another, I'm, I'm glad you said short-term versus long-term. That's another thing I don't think our society has a grasp on. No one thinks long-term anymore. We are a right now society. There is no long-term thought process. Is It is, I want it, I want it now. I will figure it. If it, if it fucks me up, I will figure it out later. And that's that's a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is. It is. And and you I mean, know that's that's why we that's why we have people with like two twenty credit scores that are crying right. that it's unfair that they can't get a house. Right, right. They they can't well, get a house, or they 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 can't get a car, or they you know I I've dealt with this. You know the people who feel like that that they they are not there's no sense of responsibility and personal. Yeah, like I just I'm alive and breathing, so I deserve to be approved for a mortgage or I deserve to be approved for a car loan. Like, so, no, you don't. Right. So it, to me, to me, it started stemming from the, the whole quote unquote helicopter, uh, parenting kind of deal that, that really sprung up in the late eighties, early nineties into this, uh, type of parenting where, you needed to make sure that your kids were obviously make sure your kids are safe. And I, and, and that that's, that's not what we're talking about here. That's right. complete ignorance. Nobody wants to put their kids in, in harm's way and everybody wants to, to, you know, their kids to whatever. I'm not talking about that, but I want, I want to say something. I, my, my grandmother, my dad's mother, lover to death, Pauline Bilbrey, love, 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 love my grandmother, okay? The one most perfect person in the world, okay, in my eyes. I could, I could call her right now and tell her that I killed somebody or that I did X, Y, or Z, and she would figure out a way to say what I did was great and to tell me that it was the other person's fault and have a problem with the other person because in her eyes, I am I am the end all be all and and no one can do it better than me. Okay, and that's just how she is. She's the same way with my brother, whatnot. And while you know, while when I'm younger, I'm like, oh, I love that my grandma, loved, you know, whatever. I realize that that is not the way that it should be, okay? Now, I'm not saying anything negative towards my grandmother because I had wonderful parents that did not go along with that. I had wonderful parents that would stop me from doing stupid crap, and so I knew, hey, you know, this is, this is not right, all right? So, for example, my father, we would arm wrestle, and I never, ever beat my father arm wrestling. My dad beat me all the time. We would sit down to arm wrestle when I was a little kid. When I was a little kid, we would sit down to arm wrestle, and he would, like, let me, like, win. I'm winning, I'm winning, I'm winning, but then he would beat me to the point that like at one point I was like, I'm not going to do that anymore. Cause you don't, you know, and he's like, what, why would I let you win? Why, why? And you know, my grandma would get mad at him, 
you know, because she was like, you've got to let him win. And he's like, what? Why? You know, I'm not going to let him win. That doesn't happen in life. He's going to have to work his ass off. And I, I very much appreciated that about my father because that's true. No one's letting me win in life. When I do things, I have to give it my all. I have to be willing to put forward the, the effort. My parents were not these parents that believed in giving you a participation trophy because you showed up. You know, they, they didn't believe in giving everybody, you know, an award because, you know, that's, that's how we were. And we went into that. I think that's part of where this started because you started growing these kids up like this and then those kids became adults, okay, and that while that might people might be like, well, that's a little bit different than what we're talking. It's just that whole concept of, of you know, everybody when well, you do what makes you feel good instead of what makes you feel right. And sometimes losing doesn't I mean, no, not sometimes losing doesn't feel good. And so, you know, it's not whether who wins or loses. It's. It, it's how the game is played, and, and it's, it's the effort that you put into it. You know what I mean? And it's, it's well, that it's, kind of whole thing. I like that you use the game reference because what's the fun in yes. playing a game if you know it's rigged? Right. You know? Right. Like, right. Well, absolutely. That's exactly correct. What's the fun and that's, in playing? That's ultimately what it comes down to. Yeah. Like if you're bending the rules, it's a rigged game. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. It, it is. And now, 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 put that analogy into the real world, and and either remove the term game from it, or talk about the world as a game. You know, then. Who who wants to participate in in X Y or Z if if it's if if I know my hard work is not going to pay off why why hard why put hard work into it if Absolutely. I you know if you're you're creating a business okay and you're going to be a business uh, owner and you're going to have a business and and you're busting your ass and your husband is busting his ass and you guys are doing things you need to do to make it the best damn business that it can be and and to offer a service for your community and to offer a commu- a service for your county and 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 for the surrounding areas and and you know you're not looking for a handout but you're 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 working hard and trying to put forth the effort to, to, you know, get, get what you work for. If I come in and set up shop and I'm like, okay, whatever. And, and someone just hands me everything that I need. What, what incentive do you have to then work hard to do what you need to do? If that's not what's going on. You know, and and so that's that's very much uh, 
a thing that I, you know, that, that I don't think people realize. And, and that kind of comes back to this, what we're talking about, doing the right thing. You know, sometimes doing the right thing, you're not going to get the answer that you like. You're not going to, you're not going to win, you know, you're, you're, you know, and, and that's a, that's, that's life, you know, that, that you don't always win in life. You know, uh, you're, you're not always going to come out ahead. Sometimes you're going to lose. And then it's how you interact with that and, and bringing that back to politics. It, it's, it's the same thing in government. You know, I, I might ask a question and we, we've had this argument before and I've talked about this when, when I ask someone a question and they just choose to not answer. When I ask a question, if I get an answer that I don't like, as long as someone's being upfront and honest with me, I might not like the answer, but I can respect that. I can then decide if I want to choose to fight against what they say based on trying to change that or, or whatever. But, but coming out and, and you know being a man or being a, the woman who's, who's in that position and doing the right damn thing, well, that to me, I can respect that much more. To me, that's doing the right thing. That's doing what's tough. When you're when you're in a position of power, a position of authority, when you're in a, when you're the attorney that's that's representing somebody, when you're the mayor who is who is representing a, a city, when you're the CEO of a company, when you're the coach of a team, and you have people looking to you to do the right thing. To, to put them where they need to be, to, to represent them or to coach them or to parent them, whatever it is, then that's what you expect. And when these people don't do the right thing, when they do the easy thing, you know, that causes issues. And I feel like they, they, the reason that happens is they think that they'll earn more respect and it's better for them in the long run if they don't cause waves, if they don't make ripples, if they don't make splashes, and it's, it's better if it's calm. Yeah. Whereas, to me, that's wrong. It's okay to make ripples. It's okay to make splashes. It's okay for there to be drama if the drama is is beneficial. If, if, if you're causing a commotion because something is not right and you're making things better, people will respect you more for that. Doing the right thing is not always easy. No. And I think, especially when you're talking about like public positions, obviously there is, there's never or very, very rarely going to be a time where all of your constituents mm -hmm. agree mm -hmm. on what is the quote unquote right thing. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's not what we're talking about. We're not talking right. about, you know, pleasing 100% of the people 100% of the time, Correct. because that's not possible. But at the end of the day, like winning the popularity contest isn't necessarily an indicator of how right you are or how, you know, yes. morally superior you are. Yes. Yes. And 
I think I think that's where it gets skewed, especially in positions of power, whether it be, you know, a coach or a elected official or a boss, you know, like at a at a job. That's that's where it gets skewed because as soon as as soon as people are given power, even if it's this minuscule amount on the grand scheme of life, they think, well, I'm going to do what I want to do because yeah. I can. Yeah. And if I want to keep this, you know, position of power, I'm going to keep doing what I want to do until somebody has the balls to complain about. <laughs> right. Right. And that that just doesn't it doesn't work. That's and it. I, Go ahead. Sorry. <sighs> I just don't like you said earlier, like it, I can't, I can't wrap my mind around it. I really, I really can't. Absolutely. That's, you know, the, 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 a good example of this is for example, let's say I'm an attorney and you're my client. Okay. When you come into me, let's let's say that that you're there. You you could be there for a DUI, or you could be there for a divorce, or you could be there because you're suing your next door neighbor for for building a fence, you know, a foot onto your property. Okay, you're the you're the boss. You're the person who's paying, and I work for you. I have the specialized schooling. I know what I need to do and when when paperwork needs to be given to the uh, court and the the best way to approach the other side, the best way to approach uh, the you know the judge and so on and so forth. That being said, you're the boss, and now I cannot allow you to do anything illegal. I cannot allow you to put me in a position to do anything illegal, okay? Short of that, you're the one that runs the day. You're who dictates what happens, and then I tell you if, well, is this reasonable, is it not reasonable, and we discuss that, and we look at your options, and then, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I'm honestly supposed to go with what you want to do as long as it's not illegal or, or whatever. Now, that might be something where I say I can't do that. I'm, you know, I I'm not going to represent you. We've had a breakdown and and you know, I re- I leave the case or you, you know, remove me from the case and you go on down the road or it's something that, you know, I'm like, "Okay, we can do this. Now you might lose, but I'll do what you want or you might win. It just depends." But I, I'm supposed to manage your expectations, and, and I'm supposed to help build you up and tell you that I think we can win, but I can't let you get carried away. I have to let you know, you know where everything stands. That being said, short of breaking the law or doing the wrong thing, you're in charge, you know, as long as, like I said, it meets those parameters, and I, th- I feel like so many cases out there that the attorneys don't 
properly manage the expectations. I don't feel like I don't feel like that happens, and so they at the end of the day have a situation where, uh, you know, something is not going the way that that the clients thought that it would go, or the client thought that it would go, and then they're you know they have this they have a, a you know um, they've got a mess on their hands because they have a breakdown in 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 communication. And I, you know, that that's a, a good example of you know sometimes doing the right thing. It's like this. It's the story that I always tell. You know, when I when I when I had to stay in school in, in school suspension, and I wanted to go out and play, and my dad said you can do what you want to do, and I said well I want to go out and play, and I got in trouble when I went back to school the next the next day or whatever. And the, the principal said, why didn't you stay in in-school suspension? And I said, my dad told me I didn't have to. Well, that's not what my dad told me. My dad said, you can go out and play. What's going to happen? And I told him, and he said, well, as long as you're willing to face the consequences. Sometimes you have to be willing to face those consequences and allow, you know, in, in the case where I was telling you, the attorney, you know, if you tell me you want to face something going on a defense or you want to handle something some way, you know, as long as I lay out the situation and tell you what's right, then sometimes we got to just roll the dice and let let it, the chips fall where they may, and and shit land how you know how how it lands. You might get taught a lesson, but that's important that we take personal responsibility. In my opinion, this all falls back to personal responsibility. Whether we're talking about the helicopter parenting and the parents that are taking that away from children, or we're talking about politics, or we're talking about, like in the, the instance I gave you with the attorney, or we're talking about business, it all comes back to personal responsibility. People, does that even exist anymore? Oh, it does not exist anymore. That's the problem. Not many people at all have a sense of personal responsibility. Those of us that have a sense of personal responsibility are looking at the rest of the world and we just want to know what in the hell's going on. Those people out there living their life without personal responsibility, however, look at us like we're weirdos. Like, why should we be worrying about something like this? Those people look at us like we're assholes or bad guys or mouthy or troublemakers, and they just don't understand why we could ever want anybody to live like they have a sense of what personal responsibility really is. And we're just out here, like, longing for a day that has gone by or that, you know, apparently can't exist anymore. But the whole personal responsibility issue is kind of where we get into the issue that we're discussing. It's, it's kind of why things are how they are. Uh, whether you're talking about politics or business or whatever, it's this whole concept of, you know, something that a lot of people just don't have. And it's what creates a lot of the issues that we're talking about. However, before we launch into all of that, ladies and gentlemen, we do have to take our second break. You're listening to the 159th episode of Perception is Reality. Amber and I will be right back. here is looking for horrible coffee anybody you over there no i didn't think so i'm not and i didn't think you were either 
If you're looking for coffee perfection, then you need to give my friends at Bean Fruit Coffee Company a try. And you can find them right now online at beanfruit.com. Folks, they are striving for coffee perfection, and aren't we all? Since 2010, they have meticulously selected and roasted the highest quality coffees from around the globe. They believe that a great cup of coffee is no accident. It is a process, one in which they have spent countless hours perfecting. You need this coffee in a cup near you, and you can get it there right now. All you have to do is visit Bean Fruit Coffee Company at beanfruit.com. Do it today. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, episode 159. We are in the back half of the show, and we're talking about personal responsibility, and we're talking about the difference between those who have an idea of personal responsibility and those that apparently are living without any kind of concept of personal responsibility, and they don't understand how their lives affect those of us that have this concept. You know, we were talking about the example of an attorney and what the roles and responsibilities are. And, you know, we've looked at businesses and, and obviously we've applied this to politics throughout the entirety of the podcast, the last 159 episodes. But it's this whole thing where people just don't realize how their actions, or, or in this case, a lot of times their inactions affect other people. And it, we, we just have to get to a baseline understanding that, you know, if you don't want to live your life like you have a, an idea of what this means, if you don't want to live your life by this code, that's fine, but I'm going to. And if you're my dentist and you're not doing things that I like and I'm paying you for this service, well, then I might get rid of you. If you're my attorney and you're not acting in the way that I feel like you should be and you're not representing me to the best of your ability for what I think that you should be, as long as I'm not asking you to do anything crazy, well, then I'm going to get rid of you. If you're my elected official and you're not governing um you know, how I think you should, then I'm going to work to get rid of you. Obviously, the flip side of that is if you do something that I don't think that's the best and it turns out great, I will admit that I'm wrong and, and hell, I will work to keep you. You know, I understand that I can be wrong. I have that ability and, and I, I can admit that because that's what kind of person I am. A lot of people have issues with this. But this is, this is kind of what we are going on about here. And, and doing what is right will get you the respect of the people in your community. It won't get you the respect sitting back and just going with the flow and not making waves or making drama, but doing what is right. That's what will help you out or help your business out, or help you out as an attorney, or help you out as a doctor, or whatever. I am friends with a good majority of the elected officials around East Central Indiana. 
And when I say, when I, I mean, I, I, people say, oh, there's no way. Those people hate you, blah, blah, blah. No, that's not true at all. I give them hell, but I have so many of these people who said, going into these positions, you treat me the way that you would anybody else. And I might be tough on them for this or that, but we understand that it's just politics and we remove ourselves from that. But at the end of the day, they respect me for, for doing what I said I would do, and I respect them for, for, for doing what they say they will do. And if, if they slip up, I tell them. If they don't like something I'm saying, they tell me. And there is a level of that personal responsibility, but you have that situation where people are doing or are, are hopefully trying to do the right thing. And that's what, that's what all of the, this has been about. And it's just... It's so frustrating, and I know it's frustrating to you, and I know it's frustrating to the people out there that are like us. You know, not everybody listening to this is like us. There, I guarantee you there are going to be people who listen to this that fall into that other category. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and they're the people who, who are bitching about people like you and I, you know. And if, if chances are, if you're listening to this and you don't have a clue what we're talking about, <laughs> you're that person. And, you know, uh, that, <laughs> um, that's a, an uncomfortable position to be in. And you don't have to always be in that position. You can fix it. You know, you can, you can make it better, but... I, you know, I, I don't know. I just feel it's, it gets so frustrating, and I, I don't have the answers. I, I don't have anything that can fix that. But, but I, you know, I, I think I would like to believe that at least, at least in local areas, in, in small pockets, that, that there's a frustration with how things are going. And I'm not talking about Biden, and I'm not talking about, you know, necessarily politics in, in general. I'm just talking about the way things are in the world today. You know, maybe, maybe I've just hit that age where that's a thing that I say like old people. God, it's not the way it used to be, you know? No, I think, I think you really hit it on the head earlier when you mentioned the personal responsibility. There's just, there's none of that anymore. Right. Like, I'm... I'm not expected to be able to obtain and keep a job because the government will help me if I, you know, consistently don't maintain or keep a job and then also compound that with consistently have children, then the government's going to just give me even more money. Like, there's no, you're not expected to be responsible for your actions. If you commit a crime, it's because of how you were raised or because your employer treated you badly or because you were in a wreck before you decided to go off and, you know, shoot somebody. <laughs> like there's, there's no, there's, there's an excuse for literally everything anymore. Right. Like, oh, I, I fail all my classes, but I still expect my teacher to pass me. Well, why do you fail your classes? Well, because I don't turn the work in on time. <laughs> like, there, there's just an excuse for everything. And I'm not, I'm not saying that there are traumatizing things that happen to people that can affect them. But 
whether those things happen to you as a child or they happen to you as an adult, it is up to you once you are an adult to fix them. It is not up to anyone else to yes. fix you. And yes. I actually shared this post either yesterday or today. It said something to the effect of broken people don't want to be fixed because being broken gets them more attention. <laughs> yes. That's, that is exactly in line with what we're talking about. And, and like I said, there are going to be people who think that this is kind of disjointed, and, but it's not. All of this goes together, and, and that is a perfect phrase. That is a perfect, I, I don't know if it was a meme or, or one of, you know, just a quote I'll have, or whatever. Let me look it up, because I don't think I said it completely correct, because I, I, don't, I don't want anyone listening to think that I don't believe in brokenness. Uh, yeah, I understand. And everyone has been there, and I'm not saying that every person that's broken is using that as a crutch for attention. Sure. But at, at some at some point in time, you have to, you know, pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and say, "What do I need to do to fix me?" Right. Even if even if me is not who broke me which a lot of times it is, which people will not admit, first and foremost, there is not always someone else to blame or some event to blame for your brokenness. Right. A lot of times it is just your yourself and your own actions, but that's a whole other thing, back to that personal responsibility. But it, it no matter who broke you, at the end of the day, it's up to you to fix it. Oh, yes. That's, that is... Uh... And... That just there's just the the there's just a crutch for everything. Well, he doesn't know how to make right decisions because he was raised by people who didn't make the right decisions. Okay, well, there's plenty of people in the world that do make the right decisions, so get to know one of them. <laughs> right. That's you know that is and pretty the, well said. And the quote says, "Some people don't want to be fixed because being broken gets them attention." That's what it said. Okay. Yeah, and, and and I agree with you. I agree with you. Like it's it's not that you're that you're saying, you know, that there's not shit, you know, that doesn't happen. Shit happens. Uh, I think everybody. And it can t it can take time. I'm yeah. not saying you need to you know recognize this this brokenness within yourself or within your life and fix it by tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Right. It it can take years. It can take decades. Yeah. But as long as there's, you know, work towards that goal, as long as there's steps, no matter how small, that's what matters. It's almost it, it, good. No, it's it's the same thing with making the right decisions. Like, does it have to be this this huge decision that's you know going to turn the world on its axis because it was so right? No, but just start doing. The things that you should do when no one is watching. Ah, that's that is perfect. Start doing the things that you should be doing while no one is watching. I think that's what I'm going to title this episode, and th that comes back to and that's a great way. Matter of fact, we probably should leave it there because that's a great way to encapsulate the personal responsibility. What happens if you're broken and you can fix it? What what you need to be doing when you're when you're faced with a decision whether you should do the right thing or the wrong thing? Start living. What did you say? Say it again. 
start doing the things that you should be doing when no one is watching. Yeah, that's that is perfect. I, I think that is something that people need to start doing. It's it's something that we all know. This is common sense, but it's it's just you know, we live in such a strange world. And I feel like if we could just get back to to the very basics of of personal responsibility, you know, just just do what's good for you and your surrounding little people and and worry about that and and doing good for you and 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 doing good by you and your people you know well no no i'm gonna have to disagree with you there because a lot of people use that excuse oh i'm doing good for me uh, and my family no like I get what you're saying, and that's not what I mean. I, I yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm glad you called that out. Uh, I mean, fin- finish your thought there, Be- because Just do the right thing in general. Period. Like, yes. If, if you're doing mm-hmm. something because it's good for your family at the time, but ultimately it could have, you know, negative impact on someone else or yeah. multiple other people. I, or if if everyone other than your family knew about it. Mm-hmm. Or even if your family, I mean, if maybe your family doesn't know about it, but it's doing good for them in the moment. If it's something that if you told your friends or you told your boss or you told your parents, hey, this is what I'm doing. And they they would be like, um, are you sure about that? Right. Or your or your grandma, you know? Yeah. Like, well, not yours, because she thinks it's okay for you to kill people. But, you know, usually little old ladies are, are pretty good judges of character. And if you told the little old lady at the grocery store, hey, I'm lying on my timesheets every week so I can get overtime. And she looked at you like, well, honey, I was going to give you a Werther's original, but I'm not now. <laughs> then, then maybe you shouldn't be doing that. Right. No, I'm glad. I'm glad you said that because that's that, that's not exactly what I meant. I mean, I, I think I was saying that wrong. But what you're saying there is exactly correct. And and I I that is I'm glad you called me on that because what what you're saying there is is right. And and uh, <clears throat> I mean the whole personal responsibility thing i mean it's, it's called personal responsibility but but it 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 implies you know to to more than just just you know it's what you should be doing is just being a human being you know it's yeah. it's kind of that moral the moral you know dilemma the the jiminy cricket that you know i feel like people used to have and you know i feel like nowadays people have like found him and smashed him pulled his wings off and smashed him into the dirt until he's no more and people's just like okay that little voice is gone next and uh you know i i feel like you know we need to stop doing that you know we need to be able to to listen to that and and it does it it it, it does uh matter what you're doing uh what you're putting out into the world and the thing that you're things that you're doing beyond just your family i'm, I'm glad you you said that because that's i just was not framing that well enough but you i think did that wonderfully well very good is there anything else that you would like to add to this before we call it an episode i don't think so i'm 
Fantastic. How's uh, things going with the business? Business is getting there. We are we are in the home stretch. All right. Uh, construction is completed. We're just waiting on a couple, you know, interior like wiring things. Waiting on a certain internet provider. I Woo! won't name names, <laughs> but I think we've all been held hostage by this same internet provider. Right, Comcast. So, ah. No, did I say so, Comcast? So waiting, waiting on on just those few, you know, loose ends, but. I'm I'm really hoping to have those doors open sometime very shortly after the 4th of July holiday. Awesome. That's very good. That's very good. I'm glad to hear that. Well, very good. Uh, and until uh, you can be uh, seen in public in, in your brick-and-mortar store and even after, where can people find you? Uh, please follow the store on Facebook and Instagram. Both pages are Fate Style Studio. Um, there are going to be some some fun little you know games, giveaways, and such going on, uh, you know, with the grand opening. So please like, share, follow, and as always, I can be found on Facebook at Amber Green. Green has an E at the end of it. Very good, very good. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you for listening to this 159th episode. As always, you can find me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash bilberry318. That's Christopher H. Bilberry on Facebook. You can call or text the studio at 765 765- Five four six nine seven nine six. Email me at khbilbury at gmail.com. And as always, you know, as I always say, education is important. Whatever you're wanting to get active and involved in, whether it be politics or, or bettering your community, you first need to get educated in the subject matter. Education is important. Don't just go out acting because if you're acting without education, you may very well be doing the wrong thing. Passion is good, but you need to be able to point that passion in the right direction. So get educated, then get active, and we can certainly better... I say government, but also the community. Better government and the community by our citizen involvement. It's very, very important. And until next time, take care, be safe, God bless, and we'll look forward to talking to you all again real soon. See you later. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. Bilbrey. Tune in, like, and subscribe at perception.fireside.fm. Hook up on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Bilbrey318 and on Twitter at PISRBilbrey. Email khbilbrey at gmail.com or get off your butt and call the show at 765-546-9796. Till next time, remember... Perception, Perception is, is reality. Reality. This has been Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey, where we aim for better government through citizen involvement.